everyone. Hopefully you're having an incredible day today. I'm Alex Light with Sparky3. Uh, bringing you today, uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I'm really excited to talk about this game. I'm obviously the only one here that's played. The boys are notoriously not really huge Zelda fans. I do have both the boys here with me, though, at the start of the show. Zach, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing good. Feels weird. Haven't heard the opening song in a while. That is true. I haven't heard it in a while since you've been yeah. coming in late for a while, but it's good to have you here at the start, man. Then we got John. John, how are you, man? Hey, you could have just stepped outside for a few minutes. And yeah, just really, just in again. bring it in. I mean, I could. I mean, I just enjoy walking in and yelling about something. Whatever yeah. it is. Whatever we're talking about, just yell about it. Yes. Yeah, just your grand entrance. How's everyone feeling today? Everyone feeling good? I'm doing good. Woke up from a nap about an hour ago. All right, I bet. So nice and refreshed or a little droggy, one of the two. A little bit of both. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, going to be talking about Tears of the Kingdom. That's going to be the, the main thing that's going to be uh, on the slate today. And then really whatever else the boys want to chat about. Uh, one thing to just note, we will be on a break next week. A couple of us are just going to be unavailable. Uh, so it is what it is. Break next week. Be back the week after that. Uh, which I want to say there was something coming out the, by the time we come back for the next show. But I don't remember what it was. I was going to look back at the game release schedule. There was something. So I'm going to have to go back and take a peek at that. Uh, but first and foremost, you can go check out some Rogue Energy. We'd appreciate that. Referral link down below. Tiger's Blood did come out. Uh, we're all drinking right now. The boys are a little iffy on it, which is fair. I feel like it is, it's is—it's not a taste for everyone. Strawberry, watermelon, coconut. It is primarily watermelon, in, in my opinion, with, a, with that strawberry app you know, coming right behind it. And then the slightest hint of coconut. But you boys aren't really feeling it, though, which is fair. It's not for yeah. everyone. I also don't I don't know how much you put in here because I just kind of handed you my shaker and walked away. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, just a full, you know, full scoop. Yeah. I, I didn't, I don't, I didn't know if you like to go like yeah. more powder because I'm more powder. Certain flavors I do, okay. not all of them. See, I'm more powder. I always go more than a single scoop. That's me personally, but a single scoop yeah. is that one yeah. serving. It's not bad. It's just it's kind of it's kind of muted. Yeah. Or kind of like not a very strong flavor, I would say. Right. Or it doesn't kind of. Like come out at you like some yeah. of the others do. It doesn't just completely. Yeah, versus several of the other energy flavors where yeah. it's definitely muted with the three different flavor aspects. I yeah. mean, it's not bad, but it very much if you're used to like drinking like great popsicle. I've been drinking great popsicle all yeah. week. Pink lemonade and things like that. It, you can definitely tell the difference. Pink I finished off my tub. Yeah, I don't even know if they have it in right now. Yeah, I haven't looked, but I'm, if it's not in, I, I need it to come back in. Pink Lemonade is good. Great Popsicle. My personal favorite is still Rocket Pop. I love Rocket Pop. Sour Candy is very good as well. I'm, I, I like my sour flavors, and uh, Sour Candy is really good. A lot, yeah. th Basically, almost everything is yeah. good for the most part. I'm about to finish off my Rocket Pop, too. Rocket Pop's so good, bro. I got. I, I have a few uh, few drinks left of it. I need to get yeah. it more. Right, the Rocket Pop is the one I just leave at work, Yeah. <laughs> and I just make it work. There you That's go. That's fair. Rocket Pop's delicious, so definitely we recommend that one. Uh, promo code Sparky3 to get 10% off. We'd appreciate the support. As well as going over to Agent Inc., uh, you can check out one of our jerseys. They're all super sick. And uh, also, you know, I wanted to give a special shout-out to Agent Inc. On one, on one thing that popped up in the Discord. The Discord, you can you, you can join in, have a great time in there. Uh, but the founder of it, Joey uh, Nolan, uh, he also started another Discord. Uh, what was the name? Let me pull it up real quick. Uh, the Novus Network. It is a Discord completely dedicated to people who battle addiction and are recovering from addiction. So massive shout-out to that. Massive shout-out to the people over at Agent Inc. and running that Discord server. Uh, I've never battled any sort of addiction, thankfully besides maybe a shopping addiction uh but i am i have joined the uh, the discord servers because i have known people who has battled including my mother so it's, it's a very positive environment uh if you go check them out over at twitter you can probably find a way into the discord server it's just open to everyone kind of joining so big shout out to that uh and also make sure to join our discord uh, you can chat with us have a great time in there 
Uh, with that said, I'll go ahead and turn down the music. Zach's shaking his head because we don't. We definitely do not chat. I chat with people, you know, in the football stuff. Yeah, you know, in the football chat's yeah. the only active one. Yeah, there are there. I will say yeah. that that server is big on the football stuff. Yeah, I gotta. That's why more people listening to this show need to join. Let's talk about games too. Yeah, that's every now and then, like I'll pull up my phone or look at Discord or something. I'll be like, oh, man, they football nerds are really at it today. <laughs> we are, man. I'm telling you, that's why we need people listening to this show right now, Game Static, to come join the Discord. But hey, you know, uh, you know, funny enough though. We have had at least a couple people join from Anime and Plus. Yeah, like that's what's that's what's funny. <laughs> it's just this show, and then we, nobody talks, and then we're just like, "Well, we can't weave out." Yeah, I know exactly. You so. can talk. Yeah, I mean, I could. Could we all could? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, join the Discord. You know, let, let's let's get it going. Look, let's be real. One day it's gonna be active. I'm just gonna start <laughs> start posting different pictures of body pillows in just different places around town. Please do. <laughs> Please do. That's what you need to do when, if you ever end up committing again to get the Josh body pillow. Just, just go to different Yeah, places just go to different places around town, take a quick sh- shot, throw it in the Discord server. That's what you need to do. <laughs> like, that'd be awesome. Just send it to Josh. Yeah, that would be amazing. I would love that. That would be incredible. Oh, He would hate that. Oh, my God. I know. He would be so pissed off. Like, you just get the multiple pictures of it out in public. Oh, my God. How much is that body pillow again? Kind of want to make this happen now. I'll chip in. Um, I don't remember. I have to double check. Well, pull it it's up. Pr- it's probably gone up since I last yeah. looked. Pull it up. Let me know sometime. I'll, I'll chip into that. That sounds pretty. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> I like. I like pissing Josh off. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Josh. Shout out to Josh. All right. Um. So let's let's go ahead and jump into things. Uh, of course, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom did come out on uh, Friday. I picked it up Thursday night. Uh, I've probably done. I've probably put in. I would say at least 20 hours. I feel like it's pretty fair uh, from Thursday to today. I've, I've been playing it almost nonstop. Um, and, you know, as you guys know, and as a good friend of ours, Jared knows, and anyone who listened to the show for a while may know, I've been very, like, critical to in a sense when it comes to Breath of the Wild. I, I've never, like, held it as the best Zelda game. You know, I, I at least in my, I feel like it was the best blueprint to lead us to the best Zelda game, but I've always stood my ground that I just don't think it's the best Zelda game, and I, I still believe that. Uh, I still believe like a game like Twilight Princess is better. I still believe Wind Waker is better than Breath of the Wild, you know, in terms of what makes a true Zelda game a, a Zelda game. Uh, but I will say everything that I've been saying for years and argued with with Jared on this show once upon a time that like Breath of the Wild is the blueprint to take us to the best Zelda Everything that I've said about that, in my opinion, has come true. And now Tears of the Kingdom, in my mind, is by far the best Zelda to ever come out. Because here's the thing, guys. Everything that was, like, kind of, like, bad about Breath of the Wild or, you know, what you would consider, like, a negative about Breath of the Wild, you know, they fixed in, in every way possible. They made an unbelievable amount of quality of life improvements just to make the game, you know, uh, more enjoyable across the board, more accessible in various ways throughout the game. Like literally everything from storytelling, which was one of my big beefs with Breath of the Wild, to the challenges, to the general like dungeons and temples and stuff like that. Like all of that stuff that I had a beef with with Breath has now completely been rectified. And now it's like, again, just nonstop quality of life improvements 
across the board. Um, I, I don't really want to like rush to complete the story. I really want to enjoy this game, but I did make it my mission over these past couple days to finish at least one temple so I could really get the feel for it coming into the show. And, and that's why I stand firm on that. Like the temple, it's definitely more difficult than breath because those divine beasts and breath were so stupid easy. It was unbelievable. And that was what I hated. The boss fights, boring and easy as fuck. Like all the, the blight ganons, those were so, so easy and so stupid, anticlimactic. And it, was, it almost felt like a legit guys. It felt like a mini boss. Like picture yourself going into whatever temple in a, you know, let's say Ocarina Couldn't of Time. Can you beat Ganon with a fishing pole? You could be Ganon with anything. It'd be tough as shit. But yes, you can beat Ganon with anything. I mean, you can literally get off the Great Plateau and go fight Ganon and win. Well, no, It'd I, be hard. I but. distinctly remember there being a glitch for a while where you could throw your a line at Ganon at him when he's going to attack, and it would disrupt him and stun him for a second. So you just slant whack on him with uh, your actual weapon. More or less, he was getting distracted, like, ooh, butterfly. Yeah, no, that was a thing. Okay. Yes. Yeah, no, 100% a thing. But, like, you know, seriously, like, you know, doing the first temple that I did, I also want to throw this out, which this could be a negative for, for people, I feel like, because the whole game, whole mindset between Breath of the Wild and Tears Kingdom is like, the game is open. Go do your thing. You know what I mean? I did try to go off the path because they, they kind of, the game does point you in a direction of, like, here, go to the Rito village first. It's like, no. I want to go to the Zora area first. That sounds cool. So that's where I went, and I got up to the area leading up to the temple. Bro, the <laughs> I'm talking I was getting viciously okoed. Like, <laughs> no shot. No shot did I, did I stand any chance. Uh, when, then I ended up, you know, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to have to come back to this. And I just kind of traveled around the map and stuff. And I finally made it over to the retail stuff. Had no, no issues going through all of that then. So I, that is kind of a negative, in my opinion, is like, yeah, okay, maybe the, you know, it feels like the game does kind of point you like, do this. So I also want to test that theory, because I believe the next one I'm supposed to go to, I think might be like the Goron Village. I could be wrong. Uh, I'm gonna try to go to the Gerudos next. So huh. you did with it what I did with Fallen Order. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of the the nature of like, open world games and that it's like, they're there's the obvious path to go. It's like, yep. yeah, you can go over here. Yep. Good luck. Yes. But you can do it. Exactly. Which is, I mean, it's what makes those those games typically fun. Yeah. 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 Which, like I said, I, I don't mind it, but I definitely see where people could view that as a negative. You know what I mean? Because, like, I know with Breath of the Wild, I think for, you know, like the Gorons, Zora, and Rito, I feel like those three are honestly pretty interchangeable in Breath of the Wild in difficulty. I would say the the hardest one is definitely going to be the Grudos, and that one's you know not even that much harder. Yeah. But like this one, I definitely felt a scaling difference. But that's all, I've only seen two. I, I, and like I said, I want to go to the Grudos next and see if it's going to be the same thing. If it's going to be like I'm getting my shit wrecked, we'll see. Uh, but doing the first temple, the first off, the process of getting there was was very challenging, but in a very fun way. A little tedious getting there, but it's still very enjoyable. The actual temple itself, definitely a lot bigger. Uh, I, I finished it fairly quickly, but I could definitely see where some people may get stuck on it. You know what I mean? Where they, they may get a challenge because you really do have to remember everything that you have at your disposal to do. Cause if you don't, you may have some troubles like, you know, the ultra hand and the fusing and stuff. If you don't remember t that, you know, to use this all the time, you may get stuck at times. Uh, but I will say the boss fight, um, huge up from anything in breath of the wild. In fact, it's probably one of my favorite boss fights I've ever done. In a Zelda game, like it was a ton of fun. I had a great time with the boss fight. It felt super epic. It felt like it was like high stakes. I had a really fun time with the boss fight. Um, you know, in terms of like other quality of life stuff, 
you know, I, you know the uh, quick the quick options to get into your items is nice. The way the different sortability options, you know, they added more to make everything more easily accessible. That's great. Giving you the ability to have uh, multiple forms of uh, you know you uh, important things with you like a pot you know you throw out the pot to cook. it's one use thing but the, but also getting those little capsules you get it all from a capsule machine a zoni capsule machine up in the sky all super easy to get all super easy to access um the transitions between everything like the sky to the ground to the depths all seamless and guys like i i'm blown away with how well this game runs like it's so smooth so which switch are you playing it on i am on an oled okay so a day one uh i, I would be kind of that's actually a good point i do have a release day switch i kind of want to play it on that and see what it's like i may i may do that chugga, 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 yeah chugga, yeah chugga, i kind of want to do that <laughs> uh, it's like my my smash switch <laughs> yeah exactly I would be kind of curious how it runs for you if you end up well, yeah, taking my third copy. It's like, I mean, Breath of the Wild didn't run great on it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, overall, like in terms of performance, I feel like it runs really well. I had one single moment where I was like, I thought the game was going to crash. The game did freeze uh, while I was on a rail uh, with a little cart thing, right? And it had the little loading symbol down in the corner. The music was still playing, and it just kind of kept going. Oh, so I thought it, I thought it was going to crash, but thankfully it did not. Uh, other than that, I, I haven't had any issues. That was the one and only. Um, another thing that I really am so fucking thankful for is in terms of story stuff, uh, they once again have like the memories that you have to kind of hunt down and find in the first game. All it was was you had the Sheikah Slate and you had a photo album on there with a random fucking location in this massive world of Hyrule and you had to go to that location and get your memory. And some of them were fairly easy, you know, because there was one where it's like very clearly there's Hyrule Castle, a field kind of off beside it. So it's like, okay, that one's pretty easy to find because of where Hyrule Castle is. But there were some like like a, a shot of a random entrance to a forest. I'm like, bro, that could be like seven different forests in this game. Like, where the fuck are these memories? Uh, getting the memories in this one are ungodly easy, but also very fun. Uh, because basically with all of the, like, um, Ganon malice that has now like, come up uh, onto the Hyrule and everything, basically these giant uh, symbols have now appeared all over Hyrule, like on the ground. All you have to do is get up in the sky and check it out and you can you know while you're falling from the sky just kind of look at it and you can pinpoint where the memory is because basically all over this giant symbol there's a bunch of teardrops all around it you all you have to do is find the teardrop that's fully colored in super easy yeah and and all the symbols look super sweet i will say i don't there is definitely an order of those things because Ooh, mine is all out of context. I mean, I understand what's happening, but like the one I just got earlier, for example, um, definitely was probably one of the last ones I should have got. Why is Link fighting the king all of a sudden? <laughs> and like, it was funny too. I, I, I wish I could. I wish I could say this, and I, I'll, I'll tell you guys when, when we're done. Because I know you guys don't give a fuck about you know this game or spoilers or anything. But I will say the last one I got was like a pure just mind-blowing moment because of something else that I found. So uh, I'm not going to say where it is uh, for the people that want to play this game. I found the Master Sword, right? Okay. Um, And let me stress, and for anyone that knows where the Master Sword is, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The fucking odds that I found the Master Sword is astonishing. 
Like, I'm not kidding. Like, if I told you where the Master Sword was, and for the people who do know, like, I want the record, I found it at random. Like, it just pure odds, pure chance. I'll, I'll say this, coming out of a tower is what I'll say. Just happened to see it. And, like, the fuck? <laughs> like, it was, like, the. And I told Josh where it was because I, I, he wanted to know. He doesn't really care. And Josh is like, no way I would have found it. I'm like, yeah, no shot. Just the the way that I found it is just unbelievable. <laughs> like, it is the the odds for it are so stupid low. The game will end up pointing you where it is. You know, if you, if you go to, like, where, where it was in the first game. Okay. Uh, in the forest, it will point you to where it is. But uh, the, just the fact that I found it at random is on is unreal like it is unbelievable um in terms of like other quality and life stuff just the general mobility of the game guys like i mean all the invention stuff like ultra hand like i will say coming into the game i did question how much i would actually use that ability use it all the time it is so fun it is so incredibly fun and just getting around the map is so much better dude because of the sky like just going like popping up into a tower which basically shoots you in the sky like a fucking cannon um, and then you can just kind of fly down from there, just take a, you know, teleport up to a shrine you found in the sky and just kind of go from there, wherever you want to go and just fall to the sky. If you can get a, uh, like a Rito suit that has, you know, wings that was in the trailer, uh, and that can help, you know, increase your gliding speed and stuff. So, I mean, just getting around the entire map is so much easier than it was before. Cause I mean, it wasn't bad once you got all the shrines, but it's like, gotta get all the shrines you know i mean yeah you get a horse but it still limits on like going up a giant fucking mountain yeah and even the ascend the ascend is great too just for getting up mountains and stuff quick depending on where you kind of are and everything um you know just the general mobility around the game unreal uh sky is a lot of fun it's not as i guess like wide scale as i thought it was going to be each time you unlock uh the map the, the map area is it as prevalent as they made it seem Yes and no. Like, you know, I felt like going into the game, it would literally be across the entire map. Mm -hmm. e each area has X amount of, like, islands and stuff. Some have more, some have less. Gotcha. And, like, you can see over the entire region where it's, like, a cluster of all of them right here and then one random one over here, for example. So, I mean, but it's all, st it's all still fun to explore and kind of check out because there's all sorts of different stuff out there to go check out. And then the, I would say the main bulk of it is the island you start off on called the Great Sky Island, kind of, like, t near Hyrule Castle. That one's big. That one is big. It's where you. It's basically like the Great Plateau from the first game. Okay. Like it, it is large scale. Uh, but after that, it's just kind of all over the map. Uh, can't comment much on the depths and how much it spans. But I'm not shitting you. I do feel like that one may span the entire map. I I got into the depths, and first and foremost, it definitely has a very creepy vibe to it. Um, and I, I it's a very creepy vibe, but in a you you enjoy the aesthetic of it. You know what I mean? Like, you enjoy the aesthetic of it and kind of going through it and stuff. Uh, there's definitely some creatures down there I do not want to run into. Uh, I have not seen them down there, but I'm assuming they are down there. Um, so, one like, one creature that I randomly found, I just kind of found a cave, you know, when going to one of the towers. Go down there, and there's a shrine in the cave. Okay, cool. Let's go get the shrine. I don't really want to explore the cave right now. Get the shrine so I can teleport back. So, I'm walking up to the, to the cave, and just a giant pool of malice appears on the ground. And I'm assuming the if, you know, I didn't get a chance to take a fucking picture of them to add them to the, you know, to your book, whatever. Uh, but I'm assuming they're wall masters is what they are. But there's just like, you know, you know, hands pop up out of the malice with little eyeballs and stuff. I happen to be out of arrows, so that they might be easy to kill. But let me stress, if you see those things, you're probably fucking dead because they, they're as fast as Sonic the fucking Hedgehog and you cannot outrun them and they just grab you and just drain you and you die within seconds. Oof. So fuck that. All right, I'm going to come back to that. Don't want to mess with that right now. 
Uh, the game definitely has that level of difficulty. Uh, you know, I've, I have definitely died a handful of times for sure across the entire map. So, you know, it, it has um, it has enough difficulty for you to enjoy but not completely hate the game as if, you know, like let's say, you know, it's like a Souls game where it's just ungodly difficult for certain players. Myself would be one of those players. Um, but, uh, I mean, you know, every, every like I said, every, literally everything across the board is just better, just the amount of quality of life improvements they did. Story is very engaging, especially with what the, the context clues I've continued to get through my out-of-place memories and figuring out what happened. And, and honestly, figuring out what happened with the first memory I found to what happened to Zelda, I just, I, I lost it because my brain immediately, I'll say this, my brain immediately went to a Team Four Star special of Dragon Ball Z Abridged, episode of Bardock. What triggers Bardock to go Super Saiyan in the Team Four Star version? That's what happens. And I just, I, I immediately just went and took that clip and I sent it to Josh. I'm like, <laughs> Zelda when she wakes up. If you know, you know. I'll just say that. Um, but uh, the story. Hey, listen. Not that. No, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off on that front. <laughs> Uh, but no, like story is very engaging so far. Um, you know, combat is very fun, and I, one thing that I'm very thankful for as well, the shrines in this game, which are you know Zonai shrines, whatever, um, very very fun. Definitely over the Sheikah shrines. The Sheikah shrines, man, was a drag. Like you do you do the first X amount, whatever, and you're just like, okay, yeah, these are kind of fun. I like little puzzles and stuff. And then when you're trying to get more and more, let's say, to get all the hearts you need to pull the Master Sword or whatever, and you just want to blow your brains out. Like, they were just, they were, they, they just got very boring and very repetitive, you know? And so far for me, I mean, that, that effect could definitely still come into play. But just because of the Ultra Hand and the one million ways that you can possibly solve a puzzle, because trust me, I've definitely walked into an area, right? And I've seen the correct way to do something where it's like, okay, you need to do this and attach this and just do that and you're done. But I'm I'm the guy that wants to, what other ways can I complete this? Where I just get like, okay, let's just get all this wood and make the longest fucking bridge possible if I can. How long can I make this bridge so I can get across this area? Or get up this giant, can I climb it up with this instead of just simply strapping the rockets to a thing and getting up? I try to find the dumb ways to do things because that's that's more fun to me. Like, right. like It is like a million ways to complete something. Yeah, no, I haven't... Obviously, I haven't played this game yet, but... Uh... One one of the YouTubers I I follow, uh, Small Ant. Oh yeah, he he posted his like first four hour like he edited down a, a video and posted his first like four hours playing the game. Yeah, into a YouTube video. Watch that this morning, and uh, of course he speed ran Breath of the Wild. So he he was like testing to see what glitches were still in it, what was patched out, and that. And then he's also very much of. They want me to do that. I'm not doing that. Yep. Because like there were, like there were some shrines or something where I don't. Since it was kind of cut down, and I don't know, I have no context for the game. Mm. I'm assuming they want you to like ascend up or like build a platform or something like that. He had found bomb flowers already. Yeah. And so he would he'd fuse them to the shield and then, like. Go to surf on it and go like <laughs> jumping high up. That's amazing. I love that. And then like the rails that are on there, where you can like build the contraptions and like hook yeah, to yeah. them. And that he 
he fused a, a mine cart to his shield and then would just surf on him. <laughs> Damn. I didn't think about doing yeah, that. Was, that sounds awesome. Yeah, he did. It's like he fused a, a different like cart to his shield and basically just made a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. I was watch, it's like I was watching. I was like, man, I was like, that's. It it looks pretty good. Yeah. No, like there is a million ways to do stuff and it, it's so fun. I will say the one thing that I haven't done much is I haven't done like the weapon fusing. I'll, I will be honest on that. I haven't done like, you know, adding a rock to this or whatever. I mean, oh. I still do it every once in a while, but I, de- I definitely do a lot of ob- like shield stuff and a lot of uh, objects. I was going to say like, if you, if you watch his, his video on it, he fuses like anything that he can come up with. I don't doubt it. It. <laughs> it. Like he, he, Killed an animal, got raw meat, so he, he he fused the meat to an arrow. Yep, just made a meat arrow. Yep, you can do that. I mean, you can literally he fuse was, anything. It, yeah, he, it's like he was fusing, it, you know, like he just fused random weapons and shit together just to see what it was, or right. just to see what the name was, because it just kind of combines the names yep. of the two oh, objects together. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yep, it just makes up whatever the name is. Yeah, no, you can fuse just about anything, man. Like, I definitely should probably play with the weapon fusing more. I haven't really done that very much. If you fuse enough tools and whatnot, we'll just name it Elijah Wood. <laughs> probably. I don't know. One, I will say one thing with the fusing that I found interesting from a few videos that I watched on it. I don't know how, like, I don't know how, like, getting weapons and stuff in the game really is. Because I know Breath of the Wild, it was like, here's your, it's like, you go to these locations and here's, like, the really good weapons in the game. But the way this one looks is, like, killing different enemies will drop resources, which add, which all have different, like, tiers of, like, fuse weapon power. So, like boss enemies or like higher higher tier enemies will drop stuff that when you fuse it to another weapon will give it a more damage so i'd be curious to like what combination stuff actually end up being like making like super powerful weapons that is a good point yeah because like when it comes to like getting weapons unless you're fusing everything that you can possibly find getting weapons to start is a little on the slow side so yeah i mean that that is where the game does kind of push you to want to fuse and just create the best kind of weapons that you can with a a stick and a rock you know or whatever the case is going to be or you know sticking you know a a monster part or a zonai part i mean zonai's you know they drop like a little little blade piece which those are the blade pieces that you put into the capsule machine but yeah because like those materials and stuff that yep. drop it's like the all of them from what i could tell had different like fuse weapon ratings yes, or fuse armor ratings does. or something like that yeah so like you'll you'll pick up literally any item like just a piece of meat and it's like you know one uh fuse uh rating whatever or so it'll add one to whatever you know one defense one attack to whatever you add it to you know you pick up um like certain zone eye apart it's like it'll add plus six i mean it, it says it on literally every item yeah. Um, so that is, that is kind of the interesting part about you know maybe just creating your own like superpower weapons, uh, and then whenever you get the auto build ability, which I haven't gotten yet, I'm sure I could probably easily get it. Besides going to the Ritos, like I've been very off of my own path where I have not done the story content per se. Um, so I could probably get it very easy, I would think. I don't know how late in the game it is. I feel like it'd probably be pretty early. At that point, you could probably just make your weapons immediately. Okay. Yeah, you probably do. I, 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 there, there's certain things that I have no clue of. Certain things I have no clue of. That's for sure. 
Um, but you know, there, there, uh, there's so there's unlimited possibilities to this game, which that was the, that was really the big draw for breath of the wild for a lot of people. It's just the different ways to handle a situation. This game amplifies it by like 47, 47,000. I mean, it's, it's unreal. Just the amount of different uh, ways that you can handle every single possible scenario. Um, you know, I can't stress enough. This game is incredible. Uh, best game on the switch for sure, especially because of the scale of it and the time it's coming out. The fact that we are in 2023 with this software that is very clearly aging and Nintendo knows it's aging. Even if they won't come out and flat out say, yeah, we are, we're aware our hardware is shit right now. Um, flat out say those words. The fact they were able to accomplish what they were is unbelievable to me. And I will say this, like I understand Nintendo is not never going to come out right now and say, yeah, we're aware our hardware lacks in major power in the Switch. Like, yeah, you know, they're never saying that. They're never saying it. But here's what I would love and hope to see. After we're done with the Switch generation, like, you know, like when like they're discontinuing like making units, you know, I would love to hear them talk about how they made this game. You know, where they acknowledge, yeah, the Switch had a lower hardware. We're we're aware of that. I w- I just want to know how they made this game. I I really really I've never been so interested to know how a game was made. They still never re-acknowledged how weird it was having the handle on the GameCube. The handle was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, they've never acknowledged that. Shout out to the GameCube. Love the GameCube. Saw a great video the other day uh, involving like you know um, Zelda and Twilight Princess and just everything with the GameCube era. Okay. And how Twilight Princess was the game that uh, Nintendo did not want to make, and it, that was a very entertaining video. I think it was by Manly Reviews. Uh, that was an incredible video. Very well put together. Comedic timing across the board was fantastic. But uh, very, that was a very, that was an awesome video. Because like I know one thing that he pointed out that I didn't even know about this is like you know, uh, do you guys know of? Uh, I know we were, we were too young where we didn't get to see it, but do you guys know of that um, Zelda tech demo they showed at E3 where it's like Ocarina of Time, Link and Ganondorf fighting whatever, and then after that was when Wind Waker came out. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Uh, where, I don't think I do. Okay, well, it, it was like it was revealed at E3 as like just the next Legend of Zelda. It, it, at the time, it looked like super realistic, you know, for the time that it was. Everyone's like cheering their ass, oh yeah, you know, cheering at E3 and stuff. And then Wind Waker happens, where it's cartoony graphics yeah. and stuff. So apparently, after that tech demo came out, um, you know, the, uh, the the creator of Legend of Zelda, I'm drawing a blank on his name, like, he flat out came out like at E3 and just and talked about how much he hated that tech demo because it's just not what he wanted. Wind Waker was literally made because he's just like, this is what I want. I want this. I want cartoony graphics. That's the style that I want, not a realistic Zelda. Uh, so I thought that was actually pretty fascinating. I thought that was very, very fascinating. Um, but no, uh, with, with Tears of the Kingdom, though, best game on the Switch, I would say by far. Uh, and in my my opinion, just because, yeah, you know, I, I see how history I see how history goes and stuff. This game's winning game of the year. I mean, I, it, it's winning game of the year. There's nothing else that's come out that will compete with it, and there's nothing that will come out that will compete with it this year. Like Starfield, doesn't matter if they land if they if they perfect that landing in every way possible. It's not winning. It's it's not uh, Final Fantasy. I mean, not winning. I, I just, I'm calling it. I, I will gladly put money on this too. And it's not just because I, how much I love it. It's, just, I, it's one how much I see what the game has accomplished and the general like reception of it. But then also I'm just looking at history. I'm just looking at yeah, history for but it. But I mean, the other thing to look at is you have to look at expectations with it. So if Starfield does land. It will, have, it will be the best if shot. It, if it does land it and it's the 10 out of 10 game that everybody's hoping for, then you're taking 
basically two games that would be similar in like giant open exploration play how, how you want to games yep. and that just one of them has 10 years of hype true and one of them is five years of hype well not even necessarily like five years of hype but five years of a game that is exactly what people expected it to be yeah just it's just it's a really that's fair it's a it's a good game but it's what people expected it to be whereas if the if the expectations are landed with starfield it's a massive difference that's fair and then power world comes in and sneaks through for game of the year Uh, do we know even a window for that nope god i want to play that game so you talked about wanting to know how they made yes i want to know well here's the thing you got to think about with that you have a team that is solely built around making games for the switch and they've had damn near a decade to perfect it at this point that's true and every time there's a fuck up they go back to the drawing board yeah and they've they've probably been working on this game for six years yeah, no, honestly, yes. So because it's like they've had they've had half a decade to just perfect it with what they had because nothing yep. has changed with the hardware. No. It's no. like so they've known exactly what they've been working on and had time to test it in every way imaginable. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and you're right. About six years, maybe even seven, that's probably right. Because I mean this is like one one beef everyone has about this game is that we've seen these comments for God, like almost a year now where it's like, This is gonna be a big DLC of the game. I can tell you it's definitely not a big DLC of the game. Um and uh, this game did start as a DLC. It was going to start as a DLC three for Breath of the Wild, but the, it's it's the scope became so big for it. That's when they decided to you know they get they got the green light to just make a new game completely. And that's when they just kind of rest- you know just did everything. And I will say uh, something else that I was kind of curious about uh, is is Hyrule since it is the same map. There is a ton of differences. Oh yeah, the, yeah. It, There's it, a ton of differences in the in the base map. I could like even watching videos on it. I could tell, and I've not played yeah more than a couple hours of Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah, like that. That's something I've noted. I honestly, at this point, besides not counting like the the main like vi- let's say villages and stuff like that and everything, I feel like it's harder to find things that are the same in Hyrule than it is things that are different. <laughs> in my opinion, like, I feel like the map is is overall pretty different. Uh, just with, with because of various things that's transpired over time, you know, some areas kind of rebuilding and everything like that. You know, I definitely you know see where it's very different. I will say I'm I'm excited to continue to explore the depths uh, because I have not gotten into into it very much, but I'm looking forward to getting further into because that one I do think that one stretches across the entire map. Like you can basically go under, you know, the depths in this area, and you can probably pop it. Like let's say you go into the the depths over in the you know the Gerudo Desert, which is like in the bottom left. I feel like you could probably pop out like an Elden Mountain up at the top right of the map. Like I it might stretch that far. Like, Damn. like it, it very well might. I don't know. It could be blocked off per region, you know, no clue. I haven't gotten as far as I want to, but it, it very well could stretch the whole thing, which would be very cool. Uh, and honestly, at this point, with how I'm looking at the scale of the game in general, I'm willing to bet that it does. Which So that that's actually pretty exciting and probably kind of scary. There's probably a lot of freaky things down there, like Redeads are back. So I'm looking forward to encountering one of those for the first time because I don't think they've actually been in the game since... Uh, they might have been in the game in Twilight Princesses but as like a special enemy, but like as a normal, like regular, you can find them every once in a while. Probably Majora's Mask was the last time they were a normal enemy. Uh, Akira Majora's Mask, I think that was it. Uh, I could, I, I don't think they were in Wind Waker. They might have been in Twilight though. So I don't know. 
Uh, but yeah, no, game is absolutely phenomenal. Um, for me personally, uh, I, I never thought that they would come, but I would definitely say at this point, I, I think Twilight Princess has finally been dethroned for me. Just because like this is what I wanted. You know what I mean? Like this is what, when I went into Breath, I was just, I, you know, I, I, there were certain things that I wanted out of it and it hit, you know, for the most part. But again, there was, though, there was the kind of the key areas that it did not hit. Those key areas have now been hit, plus everything else that I already wanted. So, like, this is everything that I wanted in, in like, an open-world Zelda game. This is it. Like, you know, there are still a few things, like, minor things at this point. It's like, oh, I would love to see this in, like, maybe a DLC or just the next game, whatever. But, like, you know, main key points, the main checkboxes that you would want in an open-world Zelda game, this game delivers on. And Twilight Princess has probably been dethroned to me for uh, favorite Zelda game, which also means uh, Tears of the Kingdom would be in my top five favorite games of all time now because Twilight Princess was number four for me. Love Twilight Princess. So, yeah, cannot recommend enough. If you want to borrow it, let me know, man. My, my, my third copy will be here Monday. So. I told you earlier I would I'd take you up on that. Okay. You just, you just won't keep asking me. Yeah, he's just going to keep asking. Well, if you want to swing by Monday, let me know. Or just wait to the well. We got a break next week, so yeah. Basically, if you want the game, you're gonna have to probably swing by and grab it because <laughs> we're gonna be on a break next week. Or you could swing by and deliver it. I mean, I guess you're right. I've been in your house like I'm, two years. <laughs> he's offering to let me play his his extra copy of the game, and I'm like, are, are you gonna deliver it to me? <laughs> <laughs> he can't do that with me because I still don't know where he lives. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> like that's your fault at this point. Yeah. <laughs> So you, that's that's funny. You haven't been to his house at all. No. Okay. I've only been to his house a few times. You know. I respect John's territory of. I don't want people over. Fuck that. Because <laughs> that's how you are, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I do feel that. I do feel that. Besides, uh, besides pod days, I am definitely in that mindset of I don't want you at my fucking house. I want to chill. I feel you on that. I think we're all on the same page on that one. Um, I can't think of anything else that I really want to praise on Tears of the Kingdom right now. I think I made, I think I may hit like the main points that I kind of had in my brain, especially at the point that I am like in general gameplay and everything and story and stuff. So yeah, like I said, just cannot recommend enough. It's an unbelievable game, top to bottom. Um, so what about you boys? What have you boys been up to? Okay, now we can talk about the real game that came out this week. That's right. It's called Tape to Tape. I saw you playing. I was wanting, I was wanting to know how you felt about that. The roguelike hockey yeah, game. To, this is the real to, game. Tape that we to tape about. is a uh, roguelike hockey game. Because I was looking at that and I about bought it myself. Okay, here's the here's the great thing about the game. Your the team game is shit. The game is a lot of fun. Here's the unfortunate thing about the game. I suck at hockey games. <laughs> and it's so do you still actually? A, it's still a hockey game. Oh, so you do actually do have to play the matches. You play the matches. Oh shit. Hockey yeah. games are tough, man. I don't blame you. Yeah. Uh, the way the game, there's a loose story to it, but the, the it's a roguelike game, so you when you start up a run, uh, the first thing you do is pick your pick a like your star teammate, uh, which is the person on your team who specializes in they're either like a generalized player where their stats are all rounded, they're good at shooting or they're good at or they're they're good at shooting being fast or, like, uh, knocking people down. Uh, and then each of uh, each of the people that you have to pick from, they all have their own ability. Uh, or, like, their own, yeah, their own ability that you can use. So at the start of the run, you pick between that person, and then you pick the ability for your character. Gotcha. Uh, and then you have, like, your opening match, which is just 
uh, first. It's like you go into it as whoever scores first wins. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then you have your typical like roguelite map. The first zone is very simplified where you, you have one option, then you have two options, then you have like your uh, what would normally be like a mini boss or something. Yeah. But uh, it's not like there's no point of failure until the end of the first uh, like map. Okay. And that's the first point of failure where you, your run can end. Oh. Uh, because the way that it does it is each of the challenges or the matches that you compete in, uh, you can gain additional bonuses, but if you don't, if you don't win the match or you don't complete the objective, you just get nothing. Oh, how fun. So it's like you, you either have a positive or no game or jack shit. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's just a lot of fun. It's like some of the abilities in the game, or the only ones that I've played with so far is uh, there's one that you can have where it's basically a dash. You hit it and you get increased movement speed for a few seconds. Uh, there's there's one that I uh, got on one of the people that I selected to have uh, where you just throw your fucking stick <laughs> and knock people over. I saw that <laughs> in the trailer. Awesome. That was a big thing in the trailer. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I very quickly got the achievement for throwing it five times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I would have too. Uh, but yeah, and then it's like there's some more unique abilities. Like there's one called Yo-Yo or something like that that you can get where when you use it, you hit the puck off in a direction and you you actually target the direction that you hit it in. Okay. And then uh, you have a couple seconds to hit the button again and then the puck comes back to you. <laughs> but if you, it doesn't, it's not going to directly come, or it's not going to like teleport back to you or yeah. anything. So if you hit it off and then someone else comes over to where the puck is or gets in the way of the line back to you, they'll just take it. They'll take it, yeah. So it's like, it's a very, it's a very fun ability, but it's also one where it's like, you can very easily just give the puck away. Yeah, it's all from like the trailer for that the game. There's some very weird abilities and bonuses, like, because I know there's like a special one where, you can just bribe the ref, and the ref starts playing for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, and then, but since the game is a roguelite as well, as you complete like the challenges and stuff throughout yeah. the the thing, you get your currency, which is pucks, and then you can use pucks to unlock additional like characters that you can choose to be on your team at the start, or you can increase your stats. Okay. Because uh, your stats start out shit. Yeah, I've got like they're. They're like in the 20s or 30s. Uh, but yeah, I I haven't beat the first map yet. I've only played it a couple hours, honestly. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not even two hours yet, honestly. Because uh, I just bought it, played it for a little bit, and then uh, like just didn't pick it up today yet. But the, fir- the, only, the first one that was like a real challenge is the first like exit to the, the first map. And it's just because it's fucking annoying. You're basically playing against a team of refs. <laughs> so like the refs are against you. The refs the refs will interfere on their the opponent's behalf. And uh like the first time I I faced off against them, I scored in like six seconds, which is rare for me to actually score. Uh and they just they didn't count the point. <laughs> they said no, fuck you. <laughs> no goal. But yeah, 
and uh but yeah so it's like you're that that just shows that like the big like boss fights uh throughout it are all gonna be like have their own unique twist to them because they're so far they've been they've been fairly interesting but yeah uh the actual matches that you play can range from like first person to score or uh like different time like amounts of periods and stuff that you would play i've had some that are two some are three i've had i've had because i couldn't score i had a match that was like three periods going to triple overtime (laughs) which was fucking annoying because at the end of every period it tells you the stats of how the game's gone so far and it's like opponent six shots me 72. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me too. I'm with you though. But yeah, I just I haven't gotten good at shooting it yet. All right. But yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's it's just a like it's a simplistic hockey game that happens to be a roguelite. So, fun abilities. There's yeah, there's different like artifacts and stuff you can get which are just like bonuses that you get from doing challenges and stuff. And it's technically in early access, right? I believe it's in early access. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of the a lot of these roguelites start in early access and then a year from now they'll fully release. Yeah, version one point zero will come out. But yeah, that was that's that's been uh one of the things I've dived into this week. And then uh I played some of the Diablo four beta yesterday how was that i mean it's diablo 4 beta with it's like they've made some changes but i haven't played any or i've played something different every time so i don't i don't know what the changes are really gotcha fair enough enough. i mean the most notable thing that i i've noticed is since they because on all the previous tests they've had increased legendary drop rate so that they could test how legendary interactions worked yeah uh now for this test they just have it as like base game drop rates in that. So I'm I'm about like max level for the beta, which is twenty. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen one yet. Damn. Uh where where last time I played in a beta, by this time I had several. So so I mean, other than that is I mean it's it's a Diablo four beta. It feels basically the same thing that I played last time. It's Diablo. It's like yeah. I'm just playing a different I'm playing a different class this time, playing a sorcerer's but, and previously I played Necromancer, so. Love Necromancer. That's so my it's, favorite. It's different, but the same. Gotcha. So, I don't know. It'll be one. Game will come out. Game will game will be fun to play when it's it comes out. It's on Game Pass. Is it? Yeah, it's coming to Game Pass when it comes out. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So there you go. Makes it easy to get. I was going to play it regardless. I mean, fair, fair. What you? What have you been up to this week? I know so, you uh, had a couple things. So, first off, I played Omega Striker on the console. How is that? I forgot that it was available on consoles, and I was on my Xbox earlier and saw it, and I was like, "That looks terrible." Playing on controller is very awkward. I was going to say it, it seems like it would be awkward because from PC it's very easy with the mouse and whatnot, and then WASD versus this, you have to play it as a weird stick shooter. Yeah, that's that's what I was wondering if that's how it was going to be because because I, yeah, like. Because that's at least what I wanted X, to do. I wanted to play on like, console. On the Xbox, and I can only assume if it ever shows up on PlayStation, the left stick controls your movement, but the right stick controls where you're actually going to aim and hit the disc and everything. So 
if you're not paying attention with your right stick, you'll just accidentally throw a bag at wherever you left the right stick. Yeah. That's what I was wondering, because, yeah, like you said, on PC, it's very it's very easy to just keep your mouse like in front of your character and facing so that, the other goal. Yeah, so it's like as long as as long as it's on the opposite side of your character from your goal, you're good. Yeah. Now, is there some sort of like uh, like cursor or something to at least indicate where you're looking, or yes, is it just based on where your character? It's a looking? twin stick shooter arrow at the bottom of your character's feet. So I'll be real. I completely acknowledge how that sounds like not great for you guys, but honestly, that sounds ideal for me. Like, I mean, <laughs> by all means, and the f- funny thing is, is, I mean, it's doable because, yeah. I mean, I played a couple games on controller and whatnot, and it did feel awkward because, and you can remap the buttons, and if you have an elite controller, by all means, Hell, I would yeah. suggest using that. I'm going to remap your buttons. Yep. Because default is your all your skills and whatnot and just hitting the disc with your character are all on the bumpers and triggers. Mm-hmm. And then left stick moves, right stick aims, all your buttons, they do something, but they're not important. Hmm. And yeah, so the main stuck is bumpers, triggers, and sticks. Okay. Which How do the aiming, or like aiming abilities where you have to actually have right a location? Stick. So when you, is, it, is it like you hit it and then you have to pick where it goes to? Yep. Oh, God, that's terrible. Well, actually, no. It's more of a thing of... Is it a, or is it smart casting? It's smart casting. Okay. I don't like smart casting. I don't like smart casting in that sense for these type of games. Mm-hmm. Or like in game, in, in games like this where it's like... Cause mainly because like certain characters you could like on mouse and keyboard, when you're like selecting the location of it. Yeah. It's not trying to smart cast it. It's a lot easier to like set up traps. Yes. Whereas if it's smart casting it, it's kind of, you got no, you don't have as much control over you it. You either hold down the button or you just let go. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, a couple games I played, I just because after the first game I was awkward, I just played Jakar, which is my overall best at the moment. And so it's sort of funny. When you load into a lobby on console, it shows you what everyone's playing on. But on PC, it doesn't show you shit. Yeah, yeah, you have So no you idea. just assume. So for consoles, and I assume Switch, I don't know if Switch has crossplay on this as well, but you can't play on the Switch. All of this crossplay. Mobile, oh Switch, console, Switch must be, PC. Switch must feel fucking awkward. Um, so it shows you what everyone's playing on. And I got in a game, most of my games was just me as a solo Xbox player and everyone else on PC. And me just realizing people are sort of trash at the game because... I'm on controller, awkward as fuck. The other team's dominating, and my two teammates are fucking vegetables. Zach, we've seen (laughs) this. We know how this works. So I'm trying to compensate on a controller as Jakar to get anything I can out of it. (laughs) Um, I mean, overall, it still felt fine and whatnot. Locked, uh have my account on xbox which i did enjoy the linking up because it has a whole thing it's like all right you're connecting to this account all right now choose one account to keep the other one will be gone forever i went oh i better not fuck this up (laughs) (laughs) Uh, luckily it has several confirms to be like you sure you want this one all right all right the other one's gone forever good luck now (laughs) and then it's terrible (laughs) yeah yeah no that part yes and then it's sort of interesting if you are on multiple uh, things because, it, as Alex mentioned the other week, it only lets you log into your account on one. Yep. But it's a very actually very quick switch if you want because 
it'll pull up the main screen with all the nice art with everyone. And it'll just be like, sign into account on Xbox. You switch it. The other one will go back to the main screen. Just have a button that says sign in on Steam. Yep. So it's a quick, it's actually a very easy, quick switch. And any, after they're linked, any experience or whatnot just carries over. Okay. Yeah. It's just very awkward with a controller after playing PC for so long. John, now you need to try it on console. No. Yes. Why would I try it on console? I wouldn't for the characters he plays. <laughs> just but a character, the, yeah, there's a reason why I was saying I don't like SmartCast because it'd be <laughs> fucking her- terrible for the characters I play. Just for the experience. Um, other than that, I did want to mention a game I mentioned several months back, Evercore Heroes. It's finally getting a full update in terms of being to play it. It's actually going to have a closed beta on June 20th. And just to reiterate for this game, this game is going is a PvE competitive-focused game of four teams of four players completing objectives to level up their teams, which leads to a defend an objective mode where whoever loses gets knocked out the other three continue continue the next cycle all this fun stuff and it is a MOBA style game from the looks of it but my big thing is that it's going to be a competitive PVE because everything because they also released four days ago with this a full gameplay trailer along with it sort of really showing off uh, what's going to be going on how the games are going to flow and things like that and all that fun stuff. So I'm really looking forward to it. MOBA game with PvE aspects. As I said, they're going to be doing a closed beta on June 20th. As of right now, as far as I could tell, there's no actual sign-ups for it. What you can do at this time is if you want to guarantee access, you can buy one of their uh, founder packs, which are $20, $50, and then $80. And each one gives exclusive stuff. They had anyone giving the most, of course. And then along with it, if you do get a Founders Pack, you also get, regardless of which one, you get an exclusive Founders uh, Battle Pass, which says it will never expire. So I assume you just get a bunch of extra crap every Battle Pass for being a Founder. Are you hitting that up? Yeah, I'm going to buy the 80. Because along with the 80, it also gives, uh, well, each one gives an extra code for people. But if you buy the 80, you get three extra codes. So you can field a whole team if you have friends. I'll probably end up getting a Founders Pack too. I've, I've this is this is a game like you said you mentioned before, and yes. while I haven't followed it heavily, I looked into it initially, and it's been on my radar. I mean, there, you can find quite a bit of information on it now, especially because for a while they had the specs and everything for all their characters and abilities and things like that. Um, I mean, I'm just very, I like MOBA games. But the standard MOBA formula has sort of burned out for me. Yeah. Well, we've also we've played a couple weird variations yes. on it of, of like PvEVP games. Yes. Because I know you've you've looked into them before and you're like, hey, let's try this, and I'm like, sure, and then it's it's usually weird. Yeah. But yeah, we've we I know we've played several like that before. Uh, but yeah, it's like I'm I'm like you. I like the MOBA gameplay style but i'm very over the standard mobile or like moba yeah formula gameplay and formula and i mean i don't mind it from time to time but yeah, every once in a while it's not bad yeah but so yeah i'm very much looking forward to this um closed beta in june and as far as i'm aware it's not going to be under nda so we should be able to talk about it will you want to code alex yes i would actually do you have multiple yeah if i buy the 80 pack i get three extra codes oh 
Yeah, I mean, I literally. <laughs> yeah, he was he was saying that you were playing on the on the monitor uh, over there. Yeah, sorry, I was <laughs> I was messing with some stuff over I there. Figured. I apologize. Yeah. So yeah, no. So I have enough code to build a whole team. I'm down. And plus, get a lot of bunch of extra stuff. Because from everything they said, if you go ahead and buy a founder's pack now, there from at least what it seems, there's not going to be any kind of server reset. So anything you earn in this, you'll more than likely get to yeah, keep as far keep as your it account seems. Progression in that. Yeah, as far as it seems at this time. Yeah, I'll take a code. I appreciate that. Other than that, the only other thing I messed with recently is a game called uh, The Pale Beyond. Yeah, I saw you playing yeah, that. Yeah, you mentioned that to me. Because I think you bought that like around the same time I bought Take the Tape. Yes, because <laughs> that's what I've been messing with the last couple of days is The Pale Beyond, which is a hard narrative survival management game. So more or less the pretense is it hasn't really stated the time period, but it's sort of mostly mercantile, mercantile period before any sort of like real industrial stuff starts hitting. Um, more or less the game starts you with a job interview with the captain of a ship. And you answer a couple questions and whatnot in this interview style to set up your character of what was your background on ships, what kind of were you born as a seafaring person on land or a bit of both and all this stuff. Sort of set up your character's backstory for this interview to become the first mate of the ship. And more or less you're getting hired on in this job to go toward... They haven't really said other than it's the ice and that more or less there's a sister ship the one you're going to be sailing on that went to the ice and was lost. They were going to search for something and it was lost down in the ice and no one ever heard from anyone except for this one person who claims to have made it back and who's already dead, but their testimony survived and somebody's decided to take that testimony to fund this expedition to go find that lost ship and the research it had on it. And more or less, it sets up that month passes and then you go to the ship and start interacting with everyone on the ship it's sailing, you're doing weeks, and you're interacting with all the crew and everything and the characters and whatnot, and also having to watch and control your resources of fuel and food because you have a morale, food, and fuel to keep off starvation, keep off frostbite, and you have 100 at max, and depending on what you set it, you can set it either at one, two, or three per person. More or less every, you do spans of weeks, you assign people tasks to do things, collecting coal, getting food, and doing stuff yourself, and more or less, you got to keep that up. Not enough food, people will start getting malnourished and whatnot. Not enough fuel, people will start getting frost and freezing and being affected by that. Things, all all this, and just overall managing until you get to the point where you're through the ice, you're hitting the ice and whatnot, and the ship gets stuck in the ice. And now your crew's fucked. You're stuck in the ice. You deal with a whole boiler incident. And the captain of your ship up and deserts everyone. So now your character... Oh, what a prick. Yeah. And now your character gets made the captain because you're first mate. And now you're having to survive amongst the f ice for 30 weeks, keeping fuel, food, and keeping your crew from mutiny. And so one thing about this game, which I very liked, which was a nice sort of nod, is just during those first, like, five weeks... The, which is considered the prologue. You're just meeting and you're interacting with everyone and whatnot. And it's very easy. So we're just showing, hey, here's what you have to do. 
this is the easy part. <laughs> and everything and just when the whole shit happens, ship stuck, boiler starts trying to overload and everything, and the captain's gone, and the game's so all your interactions over the first five weeks help determine on how the rest of this goes. Because it immediately just goes into a thing of um, the captain's gone. You've stayed off the boiler. You have to now try and win the vote to be made captain. The crew recognizes you as captain, sort of. And all your interactions you've had with people have been increasing loyalty and whatnot towards you. But it's given no indications. So you have no idea what you've good. So you can very much not be voted in as captain right from the beginning. I barely passed. I got beat it by one. Mm. <laughs> so we can immediately start with a mutiny as far as I understand. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. And more or less, it's you trying to keep people's up loyalty to you in case something happens, keeping people alive, getting the resources you can, combating frostbite, malnutrition, and very much watching controlling all this management and everything for all your resources and, and then following this narrative of this story of this crew who's been stranded out on the ice trying to survive and everything and which I fucked up already once because this game is not very handholdy. It's just like there's a point where people give requests and you more or less make choices on different situations of what to do. And one of the things towards one of the prominent things that happens towards the end of the first act is, uh, your navigator more or less comes and he's like, hey, we need to get off the ship. We need to start make camp on the ice. The ice has encased the ship. We're not getting it out. It's slowly crushing the ship. And it's like, we maybe got a couple weeks left. We should grab everything we can, can't set up camp on the ice, and be done with it. Well, that's the only mention the game mentions of it. So if you don't pay attention to your weeks, you get what happened to me, and everyone dies. Because you didn't get off the ship. <laughs> wow. Because, yeah, no, literally, I just start the week, and it's just like... And shows the ship and comes in, and everyone starts popping up. Dead, 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 dead. <laughs> I was like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> so I had to reset. <laughs> but overall, I've been enjoying it. The story has been very in in interesting and compelling of just all these characters, how they're interacting, because you have your different groups of the sailors, the engineers, the scientists... Um, the scouts and everyone, and each one has their head who, they're the one who's loyally you're trying to get, and everyone else who's part of their group, they'll just follow their vote and all, and all this stuff. And just the overall mechanics of trying to get resources have been very entertaining and good. And just, yeah, I have, for my second attempt, have managed to keep everyone alive, and there's definitely been moments where I could have gotten people killed, so. What was this game called? The Pale Beyond. It's on sale currently right now. Yeah, I, I saw you buy it, and I, I glanced at it, and I saw like resource management, survival. Looked at the art style, I went, "That's a Zach game." Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, because it's hard narrative. Because the main thing is just talking dialogue and things like that. Then the interspersedness of each week setting up tasks to get your resources to keep off from fucking up. Seems interesting. I, I looked at it briefly. I, I thought about downloading it, but I've kind of been in a what-do-I-play mood. It's I felt seemed like that. And I looked at it, and I was like, 
I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to pull the trigger because I'd play that game for 30 minutes and then be like, why did I buy this? <laughs> yeah. I just added it to my wish list. I mean, it's very much a me game. Yeah. No, I mean, it actually sounds pretty entertaining. Uh, that's something I may check out when I, I, which, whenever I'm not on Tears of the Kingdom. Which I'm curious how f- much it does branch because it's been fairly linear for me. But when So once you start a game, it saves at every week's start and it keeps that safe. So even if you fuck up like I did and everyone dies, it keeps the previous week seven save where you can go back and try and prevent it. Oh, when you said it's, it kept the week save, I I was thinking it progressed the week. So your save is now everyone dying. It did have that save. I could have I could have just kept watching everyone oh, die. I, I, everyone. Was, I was thinking that there wasn't a previous save that it just yeah. overrode no, it. That would have been funny. So like whenever you launch it again, after it just says continue, there is no new game. And it's just a single branching of each week where the save was and then it also says at the bottom branch one of 40 so i'm assuming there's a bunch of different ways this can go if i'm gonna if i really want to dive deep and things like that like what 40 different story paths yeah because that's what i'm assuming i assume because depending on if like you get one group of characters killed your path is now different than if they're still alive and then yeah Uh, even in the prologue thing there's several characters you can just fuck off like literally there's a Stowaway at the beginning where the captain looks at you and goes like, what do you think we should do with the kid? He's like, you can either keep him and have him on the ship or you can throw his ass overboard and now that kid's, as far as you're concerned, dead. Watch him watch him survive and become like the main antagonist. I mean, he could. I don't know. Yeah. I, I doubt it, but his father's also one of the sailors on the ship, so he may come for your head too if you decide Ooh. to do that. I can't want to throw him overboard now. See what kind of, yeah, that, that would be one of those curiosity things. Yeah, yeah see where it goes. Nah, that, that actually sounds pretty sick. I had that one on my wish list. Like I said, when I'm, I may check that one out whenever I'm not playing Tears of the Kingdom, whenever that's going to fucking be. At I mean, this it's point. on sale right now. You can just buy it and keep it in your Steam library. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but when you get that mentality, you have you start getting hundreds of games in your Steam library, and all you play is three. Yes. Yeah, I, that remi- reminds me of um, um, Jimmy. Jimmy, that happens with him, you know, where he brought it up one time, and he's just like. Uh, I looked at my Steam library and I just have like 200, 300 games, and I'm like, I will never play. Any I was gonna say, games. I was gonna say, like Alex, I assume your your Steam library is like 11 games. I or, think it's more than that, or something, something like that. It's Wait, close. You yeah. don't have to scroll in your library. Meanwhile, Correct. meanwhile, I sort my library and I hide the amount of if the amount of stuff I've gone through and hidden from my in my library or just like removed from my account. Shit, I don't even hide it stuff. I ha- I had to, but, but that's because I go through the trash free games and download like idle games and clicker <laughs> games, and I've I, you got to remember who you're talking to. I mean, hey, I know I still play, I play some. I'll I'll doubt. I was playing a game today called some. I don't know what it was called. It was like the Tower Two or something. It's an it's an it's categorized as an idle tower defense like management type game. All right, it's fucking dumb. I played it for like hour and a half I mean that's all I really got because that's all I really mess with um, my biggest thing was I was very happy about the Evercore news I downloaded some more games but I haven't played them yet I finally downloaded Coffee Talk so I can sit down and play it hmm. see I've had that since that game came out because when that game came out it was like free with gold yeah my girlfriend really enjoyed it Yeah, I've heard it's really good it, it seems it's very good it's one that I've, I've I've heard is good, but I, I never really 
bought anything of it, and then I saw it was on Game Pass. So it's been on my list, especially since the second part of it came out. Yeah, yeah I didn't realize how well it was received until I saw the episode two come. I was like, oh, shit. I thought this was more like a cult thing. I didn't realize it had that strong of a following. Yeah. Yeah, no. So I'd, I went I went through my libraries like on my Xbox earlier and just kind of uninstalled stuff I knew I wasn't playing that was like optimistic downloads and then just kind of went through Game Pass and started downloading stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other thing that I can think to throw out there for me personally um, is that, you know, obviously before... Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I did finish Persona 5 Royal, fam- finally. Had a great time. Is that why you started just texting me questions about it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what, what about Strikers? Well, Strikers and then who I thought was the hardest boss and all that stuff. Well, the hardest boss was strictly because I just saw a conversation about it on Twitter and that you know people were throwing out you know Kumara, and I'm just like, oh, I wonder what Zach's thoughts are on that. Uh, that, that that's what prompted that one. But Strikers is just because yeah, I'm looking to pick it up so I can play it at some point. Gotcha. So I was just curious about it. I downloaded a Royal on my Xbox. There you go. Can you also download it on your PlayStation at once? No. Well, no. I ha- I have it on my PS4, but I d- I don't really use my PS4 that much. It's in a, it's in a different room. So <laughs> fair. It's hooked up to a TV. I don't use a whole lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair. And it's free on Game Pass. So, but yeah, it's it's one where it's like I download it on my Xbox. So it's like I'm I don't want to sit at my computer and. If I'm if I'm gonna sit down and play that every now and then for a little bit, I might as well just like like have it on my Xbox and be, like chill back while I play it. Right. I will say one thing that did like a quick flip for me when it comes to the end part of the game is like I felt like the final palace was almost in a sense like lackluster in like overall like build compared to what we just fuck had fucking yeah. happen but then as it like further progressed and just what exactly is happening plus the final boss fight and everything my opinion changed completely i loved i loved the entire final final palace stuff i thought it was awesome that's my favorite palace in the game and i gotta say that 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 is one of the best tracks in the game i mean the whole soundtrack is great but i love uh it's called uh, i think it's called gentle madman uh, Sounds right. That is a that is a great track. I love the music for that palace. That's so good. But no, that final palace was super sick. Um, I do think that the general ending of Persona Five definitely feels a lot more like high stakes, like super epic, you know, finale. Yes. But the the, uh, the out of curiosity, when you got to that, how many confidants did you actually have completed? Not as many as I would like. <laughs> because that, cause that scene is always better the second time around when you're able to get a lot of confidants. Because it's actually very entertaining just to see how each of the confidants reacting during yeah. that reveal scene that's my only thing that uh upsets me about my first run it's just the amount of that i got done because like i mean i felt like they're at the end of the game like i was blitzing them like crazy trying to get them done i mean unless you have a route planned out it's very hard to do them on a first run yeah because like you know the thing that i'm excited for for this new game plus i already started is like i'm gonna get to I'm going to get to max everything out yeah. for that because, like, you know, my, my shul- I spent so much time just working, you know, the first run, building up my social skills. Like, I mean, thankfully, I've already kind of seen the ones that I want to see just on YouTube or whatever. Like, you know, the few, you know, there's still some I have no idea how it plays out. Um, like uh, the gun shop dude, I haven't watched his. Oh, his is fun. Uh, it, it's it, from the few that I did. I feel like it's gonna be pretty pretty solid. So I'm looking forward to it. But I haven't like taken the time to go watch it. So in this new playthrough, there's still definitely gonna be content that I have not seen. But there's at least a couple of like the key characters that I really like that I just didn't I didn't end up having time to finish their stuff. 
that I at least know how it finishes. The best but. ones are completing your teammates' confidants because then it just gives you an upgrade. Yeah, personas. That's the best part in every persona game. True. Because then their personas are just overly strong if you do build it right. Yeah, especially when they get the other upgrade too. You know, with the royal content, but yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I love the game. That game is incredible to me. That that plot twist was so great. Completely caught me off guard. Uh, just, you know, beginning, the soundtrack's awesome. I've been very addicted to it recently on my drives to work. Uh, yeah, loved Persona 5 Royal. I can't wait to play Strikers, though. Look forward to playing Strikers. I know it's different, obviously. You know, yeah. More of an actual RPG, whatever, but still looking forward to it. Just kind of like what you said to me in text. Just a nice continuation from the story. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting another uh, another chance with these characters and kind of how it goes from there. The one thing I am kind of curious about is you know what even prompts this story because obviously you know where we are with you know original P5 ending is you know the metaverse is is gone right. So it's just like you know what what, what even prompts that story to even be possible to be happening? Do you remember? I don't remember. Okay, that that that's gonna be one of the things I'm looking forward to as soon as the game starts. Is what exactly I mean, it's happens. like it's weird shit because like it's even like the spinoff for Persona. F- uh max arena which is the crossover between four and three it's a whole thing of just a shadow experiment went wrong which um because in three there was a whole corporation who was doing experiments on shadows fucked up released the 12 arcana major arcana shadows which led to a thing called the midnight hour which your people could go into and fight them um which then you defeated got rid of the midnight hour and then led to the weirdness that was for in the midnight channel which was a very subconscious bullshit um yeah more or less one of those things became a human and created a new midnight channel because the midnight channel didn't fully go away even after beating the bad the main thing in four and it just interacts with both those worlds and forces everyone to then join each other in a fighting tournament because of somebody's other shadow in the midnight channel and it's literally just the thing of P4's hero being like, yeah, no, it's spring break. I'm going to come visit everyone. Who are these strange people lurking around the city and entering the Midnight Channel? Well, we got to follow them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how does it connect in, or how does Strikers connect in, Alex? Because it's, it's basically just, we wanted to make more money off, yes, this, <laughs> exactly. off of this. So insert, We're going to make up bullshit. In, insert reason why it still works. Basically. I mean, that's basically the royal content. Like, that it really is. That's just basically the royal content. And so, you know, all that you know, starts you know, after the ending of uh, P5. So, uh, but overall, that was, an, that was an incredible experience for a game for me. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm playing it right now on Switch, and just every once in a while, like in my free time and stuff, like when I'm laying down or got to be somewhere, whatever, for a little while, I'm playing that playthrough. But then I'm also kind of dabbling in my new game plus too, uh, which you know, look forward to actually maxing out the, all the comp because like the uh, there's one uh, the Sun dude only did the first one, never did it anymore after that. The the guy running for the politics dude, oh, only did the first one, man. That's depressing. <laughs> And he has a time limit, too. I know. He disappeared. I was like, well, <laughs> SOL on that one. Yeah, he has a time limit. Because once you start uh, the politician's palace, he disappears. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So you have until the end of the fourth palace. Gotcha. Yep. Only got only did the first one for him. Whoops. He gives you a lot of good conversation skills, too. Yeah, I, I noticed that. Just didn't end up doing it. That's 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 my fault. But You can literally go, go up to monsters and tell them to give you money. <laughs> yep. 
I don't have anything else. You guys got anything? Ready to hit the weekly wrap up? I got nothing. Nope. All right. All right. Let's do the weekly wrap up. Let's get out of here. Uh, so first up, uh, this one was kind of random, uh, but it does make sense, though. Uh, Private Division and Game Freak have announced a partnership for an upcoming action adventure game codenamed Project Bloom. There was a concept art that released. Uh, this is not surprising because Game Freak desperately wants to do something else other than Pokemon. Yes. They, they've tried time and time again. Uh, so pairing up with another studio like Private Division is definitely, I think, the right play to kind of get maybe get this rolling and see what else Game Freak can do outside of just Pokemon. Because everything they've done, it just has it's been kind of like less. I mean, we've seen this concept art. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it. It looks pretty sweet. Um, if you want to pull it up, um, but uh, you know, the last like kind of I guess quote unquote big title that Game Freak did that wasn't Pokemon was that Little Town Hero, and it flopped brutally. Um, I don't even remember what that was. Yeah, it, it flopped brutally. Um, so, I mean, them pairing up with a studio like Private Division, I think will be good to get this uh, this game on the road. Uh, next thing, the Hogwarts Legacy on Switch has been delayed to November 14th. I feel like this game is going to be an absolute shit show on the Switch. I don't know why they're trying to release it on they're, Switch. They're trying well, so I know hard. why they're trying to release it on Switch, but stop trying to release it yeah. on Switch. I don't see it running very well. I just don't either. I don't Especially think it's th- gonna run. I don't. I'm, I'm so. I'm. I am low key excited for this game to come out on Switch because I just want to see how bad it runs. Because I just don't think it's gonna run at all. I mean, they probably delayed it again because it wasn't running. Exactly. Exactly. That, or they're just gonna lower all of the graphics down way worse than they would already have to for Switch. Yeah. And then we're gonna get like a PS2 Hogwarts Legacy on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what it's gonna be. Uh, we did have a reveal and gameplay trailer for a character in Tekken. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Zach, who is that? Uh, I've always pronounced it wrong, I'm pretty sure. How, uh, how wrong. Okay. Yeah, I, I yeah. have no clue. I've always just said how wrong. How wrong. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, we got the reveal and gameplay trailer. So, shout out to that. Yes, I actually watched it. I'm very I didn't watch it, game. but I'm excited to watch it. I've always liked him as a character. I do yeah. like his new character design. I, I haven't checked it out yet, but I will 100% I like a, be watching I like it. a lot of the new character designs. All, all good across the board? For me personally, so yes. So far, okay. I've liked Because, I mean, you, you can definitely tell that they've aged it, which right. is fairly significant since we haven't had a new Tekken in almost like seven, eight years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, still talking about fighting games here. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1 is apparently the next Mortal Kombat game. Uh, it is targeting September release, revealed in the next few weeks. Peacemaker and Homelander, potential character, uh, guest Wait. characters. Uh, PS5 series and Switch. Can't wait to see a Switch version. Uh it's- it's gonna be bad. Oh, the, it's gonna the, be bad. The past Mortal Kombat games that they've uh, tried to release on was, Switch was not good. Been on rough. The, the yeah. only thing that you could potentially do on it really was like go into training, and even that was laggy. Yeah. Um, Ed Boon, the uh, co-creator of the series, is the one that teased Mortal Kombat One with a video with a clock ticking, briefly stopping at eleven, and then skipping twelve and going straight to one. I think, but going start to one, but going straight to one. Uh, so that's why everyone is thinking that it's going to either be a remake or it's a reboot of the series. I mean, that would make sense because of how they went in Mortal Kombat 11. The only thing I could think of them going forward was a reboot because it literally, for anyone who hasn't played Mortal Kombat 11 yet, this is a spoiler, they literally delete the in-universe. Really? Yes. Mortal Kombat 11 story ends up making Liu Kang, Thunder God Liu Kang, and he beats the big villain, who's a whole time sorcerer thing, and literally beats her at the beginning origin of the world of Mortal Kombat and starts anew. Okay, then, yeah, Mortal Kombat yeah. 1 is what yeah, that I With mean. Katana. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, 
it makes sense, like story wise, and I mean, at this point, it just kind of makes sense to do because you can just do a you can do a reset, get back to your base roster of characters, yes. get it, yeah. it like kind of give people new looks. Yeah, it's like it it's it's the same thing like all of the major fighting games are doing right now. Yes, with their new releases is giving it a fresh coat of paint. Really, right. give your give your characters new designs update it it's like have it updated it's like and then this is a this is a good way to have like create new characters or something yes into the universe or just have them there and then you don't have to rely on necessarily i mean of course people will be going like what about this character what about this it's like well that's a that's a different timeline it's like those characters don't exist here right or they never became fighters or something like that it's like it's it's a excuse to like try something new with like new character designs you can go a totally different way with it if you want to and i don't know how guest characters work with mortal Kombat if they're just like always available at the start or if they some come later kind of thing uh, it's usually a season pass thing. okay yeah. well then yeah, i could definitely see homelander being a potential when uh the boy season four comes out later this year oh, so yeah. line and that up i mean peacemaker and homelander when i saw those i was like makes sense Th- those yeah. are like mortal it's, Kombat. it, guest it was like peacemaker peacemaker was fairly popular and he kind of fits in they've had it's like they've had characters that could be considered like they, similar. They had a, the Terminator one year. Well, yeah. Then they and, went through their round of serial killers. Then they also had the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, they did, didn't they? That's right. Yeah. Homelander. Actually, I, I may be wrong. That may have been Injustice. It was Injustice. It was it? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Homelander is one that it makes, uh, it, like it kind of makes sense, but then when you kind of step back, it's like, okay, that also feels like an Injustice <laughs> character yes true. as opposed to mortal Kombat, but who knows it would be it'd be cool to have like that different of a character be in there right uh next thing in the weekly wrap up is kojima is at it again trolling people his favorite thing to do on twitter uh he tweeted a photo of an official twitter account belonging to a movie called poor things and their the, their their profile picture is just the letters pt and then he also put up a photo of that logo of that profile picture no context at all, just, just just the the picture of the Twitter account plus their profile picture, just upload Speaking it. No of comment. Paying dumbs amount of money for things. I don't remember the last time I checked the price on a PlayStation Three or Four with PT on it. Oh my god, dude, that's got to be high as shit. I know those prices were stupid high. Yeah, at one they, point. They, they that was a very skyrocketed thing. For anyone unaware of what PT is, it was Kojima's uh, game he was working on that was essentially his Silent Hill, right? They got yes. ca- that canceled. There was, you know, hence the name. There was a a playable like tech demo, playable teaser, teaser. that he yeah, you could download at the time on the PS3. Uh, that was pulled from the shop when the game was canceled. Yes. Uh, so anyone who had like downloaded, they still have it. So those PlayStation Three that have that PT uh, demo run for an ungodly amount of money. It was the start of Kojima and Norman Reedus's budding relationship. Basically, exactly. So a little history lesson for everyone here. Uh, next thing, the company uh, D-Brand has released a set of a clone of the Zelda decals that go at, from the Tears of the Kingdom Switch that you can put on either a Switch or a Steam Deck. Uh, but the funny thing is, the letters that they have, the Hylian font that they put on there, literally spell out, go fuck yourself, lawyers. This company says they, says they're using the power of plagiarism to address one of the world's most lawsuit-happy companies. 
Good luck. <laughs> That's all I can say to that. Uh, this uh, this is a situation of don't poke the bear. Like I'm just being real, but I will say hilarious. <laughs> I do like how you can buy a decal to put on your dock that says "Go fuck yourself, lawyers." That's pretty funny. But hey, man, if if there's one thing we've learned. Oh, fuck with Nintendo, man. Just don't. They will find a way to fuck your life like that one dude that's got to pay like what, however many millions or a dollars for the rest of his life, well, that, whatever. That's the thing. It's like Nintendo may not come after you, but you're done pissing them off and they're going to go after someone else now and that person's <laughs> going to get fucking railed. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. Oh, I feel bad for that person. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Zelda, uh, there, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has been beat 94 minutes. Speedrunners are at it right now. I'm looking forward to seeing what the fastest time is going to end up being uh, outside of the 94-minute mark. So that's going uh, to be pretty fun to watch over time. Uh, wanted to throw some Pokemon Unite using in here. We got Inteleon, Umbreon, and Leafeon all being added to the game. Shout out to that. Uh, the original three evolutions have not been added to the game. Basically, everything else has to this point. Uh, I just want to shout that out because Leafeon is my favorite evolution and probably like one of the, like the least popular ones of all of them. So I, I thought that was cool that it's getting added to the game. I love Leafeon. Yeah, yeah, so. it's, it's hard to be a fan of Leafeon when you got Umbreon sitting right there. Bingo. <laughs> That's why everyone hates Leafeon. I love Leafeon, though, but I also just love my grass types. Um, so I, don't know, I, I thought that was pretty cool to see. Uh, Sharp has announced that they are making LCD displays for a new gaming console. A lot of people immediately wanted to look at like the next Nintendo console. Nah. I, I don't I think mean, so because yeah. th- there's that Samsung partnership that I think I, I mean they announced it like two years ago, and I think that's still a thing, right? Samsung and Nintendo that should still be a thing in theory. Yeah, so, we're gonna we're gonna get the Vita too. <laughs> yeah, Sony not using <laughs> their only. own screens, right? <laughs> I mean, there's that Sony handheld coming, and that was that was what I immediately thought of. And I just had the dumb real. Oh, Sony has their own screens. Yeah, Why would they, would they use someone else. <laughs> yeah, like, but it'd be it it would be it would be funny. It, it would, would be, be funny. funny. Yeah, it would it would be funny for Sony's like little handheld cloud streaming whatever they got. You know, uh, remote play device they're coming out with, not have Sony displays on it. Like that would be funny. But I don't know. Apparently, Sharp's working on something, which. Sharp kind of sucks, so <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, do have some more Sony news I wanted to hit here uh, involving uh, some different layoffs. So uh, this first one, uh, th- this first one's kind of unfortunate because like this was like kind of like uh, uh, it was like it, it's not hype for us, but it was a pretty like big announcement on Twitter when it happened. But like a newly formed studio called uh, Deviation Games and Sony got they partnered up. Deviation Games filled with multiple veterans across the industry, uh, ranging from all different FPS games. They partnered up for a new PlayStation multiplayer IP, and now they've been hit with like 90-plus layoffs. And based on the other piece of news that I have here, which is uh, Final Strike Games also hit with layoffs, and with that, there's a report that Sony has canceled their unannounced sci-fi shooter that they've been working on for three-plus years. So I don't, I don't know. I guess Sony's just no. going around. Just like yeah. I, I, I have a feeling now. Whatever Deviation Games is working on with Sony, Sony canceled it. Yeah, that, that's my mindset. I mean, the other pr- problem is, it's hard. It's like, and depending on what the game style was actually going to be, or what the gameplay was actually going to be, it's hard to get into like sci-fi shooters or anything like that right now. Because I mean, we got plenty of. It's like we got like a new free-to-play sci-fi shooter or something like that, like PvP game with some PVE stuff to it. It's like we get like a new one every year that comes out that's just free-to-play. Yeah, and they all play decently well. Right. So I mean, it's one of those where it's it's hard to. I guess it's hard to justify making like a 
or taking the time to develop a full first party one mm-hmm. if you don't like if you can't guarantee the success of it right yeah that's true uh, and that's probably what Sony's th- kind of thinking here with both these games being canceled. Um, don't even know what Deviation Games is working on. Just it was a new mul- PlayStation multiplayer IP, whatever it was. Don't even know what it was, but it, it may have also been in the sci-fi universe. Who knows? So anyway, sucks for all those guys. They got the layoffs. Um, hopefully they can uh, find some new jobs pretty quick and bounce back. Uh, next up, finish up the show with just a lot of rumors. Uh, first thing, sh- uh, Sony Showcase is apparently set for the final week of May. I've seen, I think, May... 26th, I think, is the date that I've seen a lot of. And this is going to be, apparently, this is going to be the big one. Like, this is going to be the one where, like, all, like, it's going to set the slate for the next couple years of what we're what we're going to be getting. Obviously, Marvel Spider-Man 2 will probably be the final closeout and just give you a full look at that, a hard release date. Um, but, you know, other than that, there's a lot of other titles to look at, like the that Rise of the Ronin, maybe Wolverine. I've seen kind of been talked about quite a bit. Ghost of Shima 2 I've seen talked about quite a bit. Uh, there's a lot of titles that you know are you know already confirmed, but we've only got a tease as well as just reported. Uh, so that, you know this is going to be apparently the big one. Uh, next one, Metal Gear Solid Three Remake, well, apparently will not be an exclusive, but instead it could be a timed exclusive with a marketing deal, but it should be multi-plat. Uh, shout out to that. Uh, Resident Evil Nine, which its working title is Apocalypse. Uh, will apparently star Chris and Claire Redfield and Jill Valentine. A lot of people are pretty excited to see them be the stars for this. Um, then last, ID Software has been working uh, close with Bethesda to overhaul Starfield combat since last August. The combat is vastly de- in a better state than it was during the showcase last year. When I saw that, I immediately got worried. It is August of 2022, and you completely overhaul your combat. It's like, oh, God. It's like, I'm getting more and more nervous this game is. I don't think it's going to be bad per se. Like I, I don't think it's going to be like horrible, but I don't think it's going to be like this absolute goaded experience like, I, like everyone wants it to be and hoped it would be. It's starting to sound more and more like I'm going to be either... <laughs> that I might be one of the one of the best predictions out here. Yeah, you, you may have made the best prediction out of all of us by far, because that's what that's the way it's shaping up to right now. Who, buddy? We'll see how this goes. Uh, I didn't include this on the script, but it really popped in my brain. One last shout out is I saw like the numbers, uh, the projected numbers for like GTA Six, uh, just to make it. Uh, it's now going to be crossing like a billion dollars to make this game but the thing is they'll make up that money in probably a week oh probably yeah because i mean like in gta li- yeah yeah like gta 5 like, well, like yeah, you blew past the, bu- the, like, the, the the budget to make the game yeah, in a it's, day it's like oh it's gonna cost us a billion dollars to make this game it's like dude you've been the top seller on every platform for gta 5 for a decade for the past decade and <laughs> that's not even including like the amount of like expansions expansions yep. and like in-game money that you sell yeah, it's like those packs on their own are top sellers in the DLC category. Oh, <laughs> true. You want to buy this new yacht we just released? Buy three of the big sharks. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like here's a new plane that'll be three hundred and fifty dollars. Yep. Oh, also, since you said in game, I'm glad you said that because it reminded me. Uh, since we just mentioned Starfield. Uh, Starfield's uh, ES uh, RB rating came out naturally mature uh, and gave like obviously all the reasons why one of them was in-game purchases which immediately like rose a red flag for people but then it was come back and clarified it's like it, it, that literally has to be included because the game you know like in-game gives you the option to like buy like the digital deluxe edition or whatever like that's the only reason why it's it's that way there were there were people who is familiar with it that came and clarified like that's why it's there 
Like it literally has like any game that has that option to buy to upgrade to the bigger version for whatever to get like maybe you know the DLC pass or whatever it is you know whatever you know you know just skins that you know that you know pack you know, it has to include that as part of the ESRB. One thing that I thought was pretty interesting with the reasons why is um, the focus of a fictional drug throughout the game and like your pl- apparently the player will be working in drug labs too. Yes, I thought that was pretty funny. So look forward to see how that plays out. <laughs> Just like the payday two days. Yeah, there you go. But uh, that's it for the weekly wrap up. Uh, boys, you got anything else? Um, no, I think I got nothing. I got none. All right. Well, like I said, next week, uh, be on a break, uh, and then we'll be back the week after that. Which uh, it's not. It wasn't a game that I was thinking of earlier. It was the showcase. Oh, I, okay. I added that showcase rumor like mid-show because I remembered it. Oh, that's what I. That's what I was talking about. So yeah, when we come back from a break, hopefully. We will have a PlayStation Showcase to, to break down. And if it's as hype as it's apparently made out to be by literally everyone, I feel like we're going to have some pretty good shit to talk about. So looking forward to that. All right, hit the music. Let's get out of here. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help regardless of whether you're listening or watching. Um, thank you very much. Bye. Right, do everything he said and more. And if you made it to the end of the episode with us, thank you very much. And if you're catching this after the fact, you can check us out on uh, Saturdays at about 6 p.m. Central Time. We uh, do these live. So you can come check us out then. Thank you. Make sure to also check us out on our website, sparky3.com. You can sign up for free. Sign up five bucks a month. We appreciate that extra support. Uh, check out Rogue Energy, Tiger's Blood, of course, uh, Rocket Pop, Great Popsicle, and more. All great flavors. Uh, join the Discord. Go over to Agent Inc. Pick up a jersey. We appreciate everything and anything. Subscribe to the channel. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Have a good one. Bye.